Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show, the radio show where we cover everything pop culture related, from movies to TV shows and all that jazz. And you're listening to this on HEC's Hawk Radio. Um, and despite this show's bizarre name, you know you can always expect your fantastic hosts. Hey, wait, whoa, what, why are you talking the name of my show? It's clever. Poppin' Radio Show, Pop Culture, Poppin' Re- it's a great name. Sounds, what are you talking about? Sounds pretty 80s. You know, a time of disco, big boots, big hair, big I everything. Mean, so, what's wrong with that? People love the 80s. <laughs> Some people lo- love those those classic 80s movies like Terminator or, you know, what was, or, or Total Recall or, or, you know, stuff like that, you know. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of, uh, uh, 80s aesthetic nostalgia, you know. I know we're pop culture, but does our name have to advertise it? And speaking of pop culture, what do we have for them today, Tommy? Well, I'm glad you asked, my good friend Noah. Uh, today we've got the Zack Snyder trailer for Zack, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League featuring Darkseid. We've got, um, news on why Jeanette McCurdy will not return to uh, the iCarly reboot that's coming to Paramount Plus. And we also have news on when uh, Super Mario World or, or, or sorry, Super when Super Nintendo World is coming to Japan. It's, it's a, when it's officially opening in, in Japan. And We'll cover all of this and more right after the break.
All right, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, the show has just begun. You're here for the very our very first segment, so congratulations. Um, there was a trailer that recently dropped featuring uh, Darkseid and the new Justice League Snyder Cut that's premiering on HBO on HBO Max in roughly two or three weeks. Uh, recently, I haven't heard about any recent trailer. This, are you sure it's a new one? Because there's been months of there's been a trailer for months that showed Dark Side. It might have been a few weeks. It, this might be a two or three week old trailer. At least when I was, you know, looking this up on YouTube, like all the trailers were, uh, you know, a couple weeks old. So, uh, but yeah, uh, let's uh, read an article by Screen Rant and get a better idea of what what this is all about. The latest trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League reveals a sobering image, Superman on his knees, courtesy of Darkseid. Though the release of the long-awaited Snyder Cut is still just under two weeks away, it feels like every day brings new surprises from its marketing campaign. As director Zack Snyder's complete version of Justice League, there's a great deal of anticipation surrounding the project. It will be drastically different than the other versions seen in theaters and in 2017. From its runtime to the characters present within the story, the Snyder Cut has been hyped up so much over the past few years and it's nearly here. One of the biggest differences found between Snyder's Cut, Snyder's Justice League, and the theoretical cut pertains to its villains. The theoretical Justice League pulls put the spotlight solely on Steppenwolf, as he set out to obtain all of Earth's mother boxes. However, while the Snyder Cut will still feature Steppenwolf as the main antagonist, it will also feature an even bigger bad, Darkseid. The iconic DC comic villain will finally appear in Justice League, particularly through the retelling of his first invasion on Earth. And uh, yeah, there's more to this article. Again, this article is by Screen Rant. And you can look it up, look it up for yourself if you choose to dive in more to it. So, um, I think this is interesting. It's what's that? For those of you out of the loop, the Snyder Cut was basically what the director kind of created when he got too carried away. It was so large that he had to edit it down into the version we all know. Well, uh, uh, no. Well, there's there's more to that too. It. Uh, so the reason there's a Snyder cut and and why it's they're making such a big deal out of it is because uh, Zack Snyder, the director of Justice League, actually didn't finish directing the movie to its full um, during the production of Justice League. Uh, the um, Zack Snyder he went through a very tragic event. Uh, one of his daughters was killed um i believe in a car accident i you know i wish i had my resources on on that to verify that but uh but it, his daughter his daughter did die that it, that is for sure a fact um at uh at some point you know during the production of justice league and he, uh obviously being a father Zack snyder went through a lot of grief because of that of that and he was just not able to continue doing the uh 
project, the the Justice League project. They went over to a different guy and he finished directing it. I think Josh Wheaton. No, no, Josh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was Josh Wheaton. Uh, Josh Wheaton. Um, he uh, he finished direct uh, directing Justice League, which was not really the best idea because he has a very different style of directing from Zack Schneider. And, uh, you know, if you watch the film, like, I, I've never seen just the original Justice League to its fullest extent, but some people have said it almost feels like you're watching two different, you know, versions of a film, of, of this film. And uh, I think... Yeah, it was more along the lines of, you know, it, it was the, the film that you saw in theaters. It really wasn't Z Zack Snyder's full vision of what he actually wanted. And so this film is going to act as a, uh, essentially Zack Snyder finishing the movie. So you can see to to its fullest extent what Zack Snyder actually wanted. Uh but uh, Noah, what's your takeaway from this? Have you actually seen the trailer for that had Darkseid in it? And if you have, you know, what do you, what do you think of it? Or you know, uh, from what you say, it sounds like it's a new trailer. So I haven't really heard of it yet. Hasn't really come across my new new update on my tablet screen of YouTube. You mean in your but... in your recommendations? <laughs> They're they're called yeah, recommendations, simple. Noah. Yeah, that's that's a simpler way of putting it, Tommy. But well, that's what it's called. It's I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but yeah, yeah, go on, go on. It sounds interesting, and I, it it was always Stefan Wolf in the spotlight, so it should be it should be interesting to at least see a little bit of spotlight on Dark Side, even if just for a cameo kind of thing. Mm. Well, the the way they presented. The, in, in both the trailer and how uh, the article by Screen Rant talks about it, I think um, they're going to make Darkseid the new main villain. Like he he's going to completely take over the spot as the main villain, according to you know these sources. So do you I don't know. Watching the movie, Tommy? I would, yeah, probably. Uh, I, I I'd be interested in seeing what. Zack Snyder's take on the movie will be in full, you know. Uh, <laughs> so you, so do you have HBO Max in? Because that's the only way you can watch the movie. For now. Well, I'm. I have my ways. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so th th this looks interesting. Uh, I, I, I am really excited for this movie. I, I'm seeing. Interested in seeing like what you know what it would be like if Zack Snyder was in full control, had full creative control, and well, you know, minus any sort of executive meddling, and, and just see what his vision would have looked like in full. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. You know, a lot of people have mixed feelings on Zack Snyder. Some people they they like certain works, but also hate other works that he's done I personally I, I always thought he was a a bit of a mixed bag of a director I, I like I like some of his movies like Watchmen uh, I, I I thought his Superman movie was okay wasn't really a, a you know a big fan of uh, 
Batman v Superman. Uh, and yeah, he, he's an all right, he's an all right director. Uh, I think, but most people do agree that one of his best films was probably six, uh, 300, uh, uh, which I, I, that's a movie I, uh, I need to see, uh, but I, I've got a whole back catalog of movies that I need to see. So yeah. Um, uh, Noah, do you, do you have any other thoughts? I'd like to see the movie to give my input on it, but don't really have HBO Max. All right. Well, so uh, I'll just have to wait till it comes on DMV. Well, I heard it here in the rumor back that it might that the movie might end up being split into three parts or something. It, that could happen, but uh, yeah. Uh, but we're gonna have to take a break, folks. Uh, coming up when we come back on the show. Uh, we'll be discussing the PlayStation 2 because you'll be surprised to hear how old it is after so long. Uh, and you'll find out right after the break. <laughs>
All right, welcome back, folks. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing the new trailer that features Darkseid in the Snyder Cut for Justice League. Uh, today, um, uh, or right now, I mean, uh, we will be discussing uh, uh, our news on how old the PlayStation 2 is. Because uh, the PlayStation 2, uh, as I'm sure most of you listening know what the PS2 is. It, it's one of the most uh, popular consoles, you know, during the modern time. It was actually, uh, you know, the, the best-selling console ever, you know. And, uh, you know, the PS2 is actually my first console. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get my PS, uh, I, I didn't get my hands on a PS2 until I was like 15. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, I was, playing, I was playing the PS2 ever since I was a little kid. Eh, and now we've, now we've gone all the way to PS5. So which no one can get their hands on, so, <laughs> uh, sorry, what, what were you saying? So the PS2 is a bit of a blast in the past for me. Yeah. Well, here's a something that will probably make us both feel old. The PlayStation 2 is now 21 years old. And this is an article by a Kotaku that explains, you know, some of the history behind it. And it, it's a short read. Can you believe it? The PlayStation 2 was first released in Japan on March 4th, 2000. The console was released in North America later the fall of October 26th and in Europe the following month. The PS2 would go on to become home to over 3,800 games, including some of the greatest of all time, and become the biggest selling video game console ever. Sony finally said goodbye to the console in 2018, but even years after its debut and as other another PlayStation launches, we still remember our PS2s. I have I have so many wonderful memories of the PlayStation 2. It was the first thing my now wife and I ever purchased together buying the console here in Osaka. It was, at the time, one of the biggest purchases I had made in Japan, only surpassed by a washing machine and an air conditioner. We got it while we were still dating, and we not only played it a lot, a lot of games on it, but watched a lot of DVDs. It was truly a wonderful machine. And again, this is an article by Kotaku. I can confirm I am single, ladies. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, wow. What? How does that make you feel, Noah? Knowing that the PlayStation Two is now over twenty-one years old. Makes me wonder how old a PS One is then. Uh, no, I never actually, I never actually seen a PS One. The P, well, the PS One was a console that came back, came out in the nineties, I think. Uh, uh, it was around the same time the Nintendo sixty four came out, so I'm guessing it was around nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety six when the uh, PS, the original PlayStation came out. You know, my favorite game from the PS2 was the Sly Cooper series. I, I, yeah, I know that. That was like your favorite games. I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember when we I used to come over to your house and that would be like, you know, if I was watching you play a video game, that would, that would be your main game that you would play was uh, Sly Cooper. 
And uh, I actually did beat the first Sly Cooper game, uh, now that I think about it. Uh, but I never beat the other games. I, I played the second game in, in the series, but I, I never beat it. So Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really your type of game, right? Too much sneaking around in stealth? No, well, it's well, it's not that. I mean, I love stealth games. It's fun, but uh, I, I think it's just because I got too many games. <laughs> uh but uh yeah that that's a story for another day um yeah so uh the the PlayStation 2 uh it, it, it like i said it really was one of the most popular consoles of all time and uh i think you know looking back it, it was a uh, probably from a time where it was you know much easier to get your hands on one of those consoles you know um and uh yeah actually you know what let's, let's go back to the the slide cooper one yeah so <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second first but first let me give people a quick history lesson okay you know you know i didn't actually from what i hear well the thing is i always remember just having a ps2 but apparently the ps where the ps2 came from apparently my grandma found it at a garage sale and got it for me Oh, that's so interesting. By, so by, and that was, and I remember having it at at least, in at least, two, very beginning, at least 2004. So by 2004, the PS2 kind of sounds like it was kind of starting to go out of style or something. Well, maybe no, I... End up, well, since it wound up in a garage sale, I mean. Maybe, well, maybe someone had, had to sell it because they had bills to pay, who knows, but... Yeah, I, I think um, the the PS2 people loved that console. Even you know, it, it wasn't until 2013 when Sony stopped making games for the console. Um, you know, I think the last uh, game was I believe a FIFA game was the last game, and that was in 2013. So it, this is a long con. This console has been around for so long. It, it it really was like you know one of the most popular video game consoles ever um and uh yeah like you know like i said it, it had over 3800 games on it and you know as i was mentioning earlier i would probably you know have beaten slime cooper if i didn't have so many games like because i i really you know i buy video games a lot you know not just you know physical games like 360 ps3 whatever but you know, I've also you know I I play on PC now with it recently within the last couple of years. So I'll play you know and Steam they'll have sales all the time for games. So you know I I might get like a a good handful of games for like sixty bucks. Actually, like for the PS4, uh, this was just the the a couple of days ago. I recently bought like five Final Fantasy games that were on sale. Like they were all half off you know i don't know if they, if it has anything to do with final fantasy 16 or whatnot but there i i got you know five games you know you know for the you know for the price of you know one 60 game so which is a great deal but you know whenever i buy a new game that, that that's just something that's always on the, my mind like when am i gonna have time to play this i've got so many video games already uh it's like <laughs> i don't know you know, when I'm gonna like, it, it, whenever I I buy a new game, I'm thinking, damn, or well, Dane, when am I, when am I gonna have, you know, time to actually, 
you know, play this. I've already got so many other games. Like right now, like I've I've boughten all these games, but really my first priority is like pr probably playing, you know, Super Mario 3D World. Like that's my next, you know, game that I'm gonna play. So uh, to answer your question, that's probably why I I never beat Sly Cooper 2. Um, it's all right, game. It's a it's a fun game. Good. Like I like the I like the cartoony visuals of the series and whatnot. So, hey, remember uh, the days when we used to just buy buy a disc, put it in the put it in the console, and that was the PS2. Now we have consoles that do kind of everything. Yeah, it's uh, both good and bad. Um, you know, I I really hate that. You know how much you know game publishers are trying to push. DLC and expansion packs to the point where it's like if you buy a game, you're, you're only getting a quarter of the game. You're not getting you're not getting the full game. I mean, they, that's basically what the case was with you know Destiny, the Destiny games, the first and second one. You know that that's like if you went out to McDonald's and you ordered a, a hamburger and you you all you got was the patty and you had to pay for the deal for the lettuce and tomato and bun uh expansion packs if you wanted the your your burger to be complete so you know <laughs> uh but yeah are you, uh, are you talking about mcdonald's the game oh well yeah that was a thing but no i i, I was using an, an analogy but i know you just know. joking <laughs> yeah ps2 was it was ps2 was pre playstation store i believe yeah it was and uh, we're going to have to wrap it up, folks. Uh, next up, we've got the news on when Super Mario World will finally be released over in Japan. So stick around for that.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing how old the PS2 is now, which, if you haven't heard, it's over 21 years old. I bet that makes some people and some of our listeners feel old. It doesn't really make me feel old, but it's crazy to think that, you know, the console's that old now. But I digress. So... There has been some news regarding Super Nintendo World. For those of you who don't know, Super Nintendo World is an amusement park themed around Nintendo and in all of its glorious games. It's, I believe it's going to be an ex- a, a, a branch of Universal Studios. And every, uh, you know, sort of like when there was a, a, that Simpsons-themed park, like a section-themed specifically around The Simpsons. There, there's going to be a similar thing like that over at Universal Studios. We have a, a, an article here by Kotaku that ex- explains, exp- that goes into more detail. So, Super Nintendo World will finally open in Japan on March 18th. After repeated delays, Super Nintendo World will open on March 18th at Universal Studios Japan and Osaka. The park was originally slated for a summer 2020 opening, but in the wake of last year's state of emergency, that was pushed back. Then it was scheduled to open last month on February 4th. However, because of the state of emergency declared in Osaka due to COVID-19, it was again postponed. Meanwhile, there was a report that Florida's Super Nintendo World will be delayed to 2025. An advanced preview was held in Osaka last November, showing visitors what to expect. In February, a guy went to the Super Nintendo World rides and filmed them. The park does look amazing, but rather small. But, again, this is an article by Kotaku. So, Super Nintendo World. uh, Yeah, it looks like fun from what I've seen. Like a a bunch of Nintendo-themed rides and stuff like that. But, looks like it's going to be a while, a long while before we, uh, you know, get our, you know... People will be able to, uh, well, for Japan, you know, for the Japanese, it's only going to be about a week or so, uh, roughly a week, like nine days before you'll be, they'll be able to, you know, go to Super Nintendo World. But for us Floridians, it's going to be a long while. Like, to be honest, I didn't even know that there was plans for us to have uh, our own Super Nintendo World at, at some point. But that is pretty cool. Uh, it kind of sucks that we'll have to wait five years or actually no four years yeah that we have to wait four years to be able to you know go to this super nintendo world but still cool nonetheless so you plan to go to the nintendo world when you visit japan dummy (laughs) oh i would but unfortunately japan doesn't want visitors right now like basically uh you know one of one of japan's covid restrictions is that no one is allowed, or at, at least uh, um, there's a ban list. A ban list of countries that can come to to Japan, and one of them is uh, America. So, uh, it, it's gonna be a while before I I could you know visit to Japan and you know get you know do just to go to Super do Super Nintendo World and. Even if uh, if I wait, like if we wait in Florida, it's going to be like a, a good four years. And if I went to Japan, it would still be like a not as much time, but 
it would still be like roughly another year or so before I, c I could do Super Nintendo World. So uh, we just have to wait. Be patient. But what do you now think? By Nintendo World, you're including everything from Mario, right? To all the Nintendo games. Yep. That's that's what what's themed around the what the amusement park is themed around. Yeah. Any particular attraction you'd be interested in? I would love to, and something that they've been promoting too is a Mario Kart themed go kart. You know. Uh, kind of thing I, I I would love to be able to like sit in like an actual you know Mario Kart and drive around and just like you know throw Koopa shells at people or whatever you know just you know, just throw that red shell or, or if I'm losing just you know throw that blue shell and mess with the guy that's sitting in first place you know <laughs> then get kicked out of the park <laughs> yeah, and then get K. What? It's in the game. That that that's what you do in the game. Like you, you can't tell me like uh, th this is Super Nintendo World, and you don't even know how Mario Kart works. Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. It looks exciting. I I've honestly never been to U Universal. I think I think I did once, but I was really young. I was probably three or four years old, maybe. So I I I, I don't remember much about it. Um, but what about you? Would you ever be interested in going to this uh, this Super Nintendo World, Noah? Uh, I'm not really a theme park kind of guy. All right. Well, if you were into theme parks, like, okay, well, okay, oh, no, well, if I were into theme parks, and I guess Super Nintendo World would be the one I'd go to. All right. Well, well, why Super Nintendo World? Why not? You know, Universal or. <laughs> Gamers, that's right. Gamers, rise up! <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I would. Yeah, I, I respect that choice. You know, I, I'm big into amusement parks too. Like, I love Bush Gardens. Uh, you know, but I, I hardly ever go to them because they're so expensive, man. It's really hard to you get, you know, pass? tickets. Huh? You have an annual pass or something? Well, I do have a pass for Bush Gardens, but I don't. I I don't think Universal uh, or you, maybe Disney offers a pass, but I I don't think Universal offers any sort of pass like that. So uh, I I I don't uh, I don't know. Uh, I would love to visit one one of these days, but you know, COVID quarantine, you know, all that. So that's probably gonna have to wait until I don't know next year maybe who knows maybe i could do it this year they're saying things will go back to normal by may or so like i'm not, I'm not saying this is a fact don't get me wrong we'll this is just what's being speculated us. it's just what's being speculated what we'll believe it when we see it yep uh, absolutely uh and that's as far as i will say because i don't want this you know show to get political but yeah uh i i think super nintendo world has a lot of promises um I, and it's actually funny the next game that i'm gonna play is probably you know super mario 3d world after ghost of tsushima <laughs> and make sure you get your hands on those uh mario games because they're gonna expire at the end of march you're not gonna be able to get them anymore after this it's it's your last chance well are we being sponsored <laughs> 
No, no, you're right. I, I, I'm giving Nintendo free promotion. My bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. In all seriousness, though, there, there are, there are uh, anniversary Mario games that are, are apparently, you know, not gonna be around after March. Which I, 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 I speculate that. I, I don't think that's true. I think there, at some point, there might be a re-release or something. But yeah, I digress. Um, coming up. For our next segment, we will be talking about uh, why. Okay, we'll be talking about why SpongeBob's voice actor Tom Kenny believes that why adults still watch SpongeBob, and uh, we'll get into what his theory is on that right after the break. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing Super Nintendo World and the release date in Japan for people to be able to finally go to an amusement park that is Nintendo-themed. And when we Floridians will also get our own version of Super Nintendo World coming up, which unfortunately may not be for another few years. Now... With that being said, uh, moving on to our timeless classic, a timeless classic, exactly. We've got news on SpongeBob. Uh, there was an interview that was recently done with Tom Kenny, the voice actor who plays the big yellow sponge himself, and he gave in this interview he gave his take on why he thinks adults still watch SpongeBob to this day, and I think it's a uh, uh, and interesting. So let's get into the article, see what Tom Kenny has to say. Um, this is an article by Cinema Blend if you want to check it out for yourself. Um, so Tom Kenny says, you know, it really is just classic comedy. I mean, there's not a whole lot of snark, and the comedy comes from the characters, and it's surreal, but it's also quite real in its own weird way like the characters are always very true to themselves and the universe kind of has its own rules and uh that's what tom that's a quote from tom kenny himself again this is an article from sentiment blend and uh yeah i it's i think what noah just said like spongebob is a classic show it's uh you can't really go wrong with SpongeBob. It's it has uh, and I remember I watched a video essay about SpongeBob, and really a lot of the characters in the show can speak to different people. You know, you know they they represent a a personality type or whatnot, and you know SpongeBob it has something that both kids and adults can get out of the show. And the kids who became adults. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny uh, because kids, you know, I, I think one of the most influential characters in SpongeBob is probably Squidward because Squidward, he kind of represents, 
the attitude a lot of adults have about you know living adult life he represents you know the uh sort of the the feelings a lot adults have you know between having to go to work going to school maybe if uh the grouchy neighbor the the grouchy neighbor i I guess exactly that that's that's squid word for you um but yeah squidward he represents you know yeah uh, um i i think what a lot of adults go through you know when they when they trying to work their nine to five job or when they've got to worry about other responsibilities like maybe they've got bills to pay or they have to they have to do jury duty or they got a speeding ticket and have to pay you know whatever the case may be squidward i think he rep- he's like a represents how tiresome adult life can be and uh which i think more adults i think adults will find will naturally find squidward to be more relatable and kids you know as the kids who grew up watching spongebob as we get older we find ourselves relating more to characters like squidward on and i've seen memes about it too where memes were that say oh when i was a kid you know i i, I would uh, kids a child me would say oh why is squid squidward such a big grouchy person and then we then that kid grows up and they watch that same episode and like they fought they're more relatable with they they find squidward to be more of a relatable character than like spongebob like why is spongebob so happy go lucky like you know what what what's he got to be so happy about <laughs> you know so um but uh yeah why uh huh there's a song about that you know there is really yep really i've never heard of uh someone make a song about that you have to you you should send that to me some sometime oh no Uh, i mean there's a song in the show oh really oh okay (laughs) um kind of pitting spongebob's worldview against squidward's interesting well, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll just new train. keep. So tell us, Tommy, do you still watch SpongeBob to this day? Yeah, sometimes I, I I don't watch it as much as I used to as a kid. Um, but I I love the show. I, I'll watch clips on YouTube or whatnot. And if I if I do happen to watch TV uh, at, you know, if I if I just so happen to be watching TV, yeah, I'll. I'll watch an episode of spongebob right at the moment but i i can totally understand why people still watch spongebob either if it's for nostalgia purposes or because they find something funny or they get something good from that watching that show you know you know they like what tom kenny says it's classic comedy so uh but you know i i still do love spongebob to this day don't just because I don't watch it as much as I do, you know, when I was a kid, that doesn't mean I don't, you know, love the show anymore. I still do. You know, if, if I happen to see that an episode of SpongeBob is on, I, I will watch that episode 100% no doubt. Uh, 
because I, I again I I do you know love the show. It was one of my, f- it was one of my favorite shows as a kid, SpongeBob. So, but what about no? What about you? Do you still watch the show? Yeah, in my free time, I I kind of listen for it, listen to it when I'm just lying around. Listen know, to like, it. Yeah. Kind of like just relaxing, kind of like a blast from the past. Okay. SpongeBob's SpongeBob's a good show to kind of laugh at and just and just well, you know, it's not serious, not serious. Just kind of just enjoy it. Absolutely, yeah. Just enjoy the show, enjoy the ride. That's what it's all about. Be like Patrick. Just you know, enjoy what you got and be happy with that. You know, don't you know. You know, try to make yourself miserable by trying to. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I was about to give life advice on something that I probably shouldn't give advice on, but you know, it, it's a good show, SpongeBob. Uh, I I love the show a lot, and uh, again, I'll watch an episode whenever I can. But you know, again, it's been busy for me. But uh, yeah, so thank you all. You know. But I think that's uh, I think that's about it for this segment. Um, coming up uh, for our next for our for our next and final segment, uh, there will be an iCarly reboot coming to Paramount Plus. But Jeanette McCurdy, who played the famous Sam Puckett, will not be returning to the show. Whatever her reasons for that, find out right after the break. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, uh, we were discussing Spongebob Squarepants and why Tom Kenny thinks that people still watch it as adults. And I'll, I'll be honest, I agree. You know what? It's still a great show. You should definitely... Go see it too if you haven't, if you're a kid and you haven't seen the show. Awesome. Peak quality show. And now for the segment you've all been waiting for, the iCarly reboot. Cue the the button that, that starts the applause. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't have a soundboard because we're not in the radio studio. Oh, sorry. Sorry, folks. But pretend, insert a radio button sound effect from the iCarly show right now. Um, okay, but yeah, in all seriousness, no, in all seriousness, though, uh, the show is getting a reboot, but it's not going to be on Nickelodeon. It's on Paramount Plus, Paramount's, uh, streaming service. Well, that's unfortunate. Paramount Plus seems to be getting all of the shows. SpongeBob, Camp Coral, now iCarly. What's next? Uh, New Keenan and Kel. Are you foreshadowing the future, Noah? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the big story of the day is not that uh, iCarly that the iCarly reboot is going to be a uh, Paramount Plus exclusive. It's because that one of the main stars in the show, Jeanette McCurdy, is not coming back to the show, and uh, we have an article by Teen Vogue that goes into detail about why she's choosing to back off from the reboot. Speaking on a recent episode of her podcast, Empty Inside, 
Jeanette said that she made the decision to leave entertainment several years ago. E! News points out, uh, I quit a few years ago because I initially didn't want to do it, she said on the podcast. My mom put me up to it when I was six, and by sort of age, I guess 10 or 11, I was the main financial support for my family. My family didn't have a lot of money, and this was this was the way out, which I actually think was very helpful in driving me to some degree of success. She confessed that acting was often very difficult for her, and she frequently struggled during audition processes. She often felt nervous, and although she was able to overcome that, the passing of her mom later altered her goals. With her death... With her death, kind of died. With her death, kind of died a lot of her ideas for my life, and that was, and that was its was its own journey, and a different one for sure. She said, "I'm so ashamed of the parts I've done in the past. I reset my career in a lot of ways." She said, "I feel so unfulfilled by the roles that I played, and feel and felt like." It was the most cheesy, embarrassing thing I ever did. I did the shows that I was on from like 13 to 21, and by 15, I was already embarrassed. She reflected on the feelings of being recognized for a role, saying, My friends at 15, they're not like, Oh, cool, you've been on this Nickelodeon show. It was embarrassing. And I imagine there's a very different experience to be had with acting if you're proud of your roles. And if you feel unfulfilled by them. Although she didn't completely rule out an eventual return to acting, she did say it will likely be at some time. I feel like I have a point of view and I have a vision. We'll see where things are in a few years, she said. Uh, in a recent pod in a, in a recent episode of Nathan Cress's podcast, who plays Freddie on the show, by the way radioactive dads he also addressed Jeanette's decision not to take part in the reboot for now I think it's just a personal decision and where she's at and what she wants to do he said I think her focus has generally been on content creation doing like doing things like her podcast that's doing really well and writing directing producing it seems like she, it seems like that's just where her focus is and I think that this is speculating too, but because she already did a spinoff series doing Sam and Cat, she might also feel like she got 60, 70 episodes that we did, excuse me, we did it as our characters and maybe she just feels like her character is complete. And again, this article is by Teen Vogue. So I gotta say, I... See where I, I see where Jeanette McCurdy is coming from because being a child actor, being an actor or or a celebrity in general, that puts a lot of weight on on people. It, you know, there's a lot of if you're able to find success from acting and become like an A list or a B list actor, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And um, and that's why you originally gave up on trying to be an actor, right? Well, that and because, you know, 
I, I didn't think I, I love acting, but the reason I gave up on acting was because I didn't feel like it was really where I what I wanted to do as a professional career for the rest of my life, if that makes sense. You know, your heart, your heart just wasn't in it. And pretty much I, I love acting. I, I would still do it, but I, I, I don't think it's what I would do as a, a full time career. But you see it and it puts a huge toll on you too if you're a uh child star which it you know that's basically what what Jeanette McCurdy was saying um you know it sounds like it sounds like her she was under more pressure than most yeah it's uh yeah there's a lot of uh responsibility that that comes to you because when you're like a celebrity you're you're almost like a uh public figure you're a public figure you you know, people will look up to you as like a role model and whatnot. And when you're like, you know, 15 years old, that puts a lot of weight on that person. You know, uh, you know, when you're when you're at that age growing up, like you're still trying to figure out yourself and what you're all about. You're, you know, you shouldn't have to deal with the pressures of Hollywood and trying to keep up a good image or you know whatever. How can you figure out yourself when there's someone else? Exactly. Yeah, it's you're, you're still trying to figure out yourself, you know, when you're growing up. Yet you've already made a name for yourself, establishing what kind of person you are to the media. When in reality, you're not even sure like what kind of person like you are. Like that that's something a lot of kids, you know, will, will go through when they're growing up. Is that they're they're trying to figure out. You know who exactly they are, and, and, and you know what kind of person they want to be. They, they they don't even truly know, you know what kind of person they are. That that's something that that they try to figure that they they try to figure out as they go along. So I totally get why the combination of all of that was just too much for her to deal with. And uh, you know who knows? Maybe she'll return for like a single episode or a cameo. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. At least a cameo would be nice. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Although I I don't know how committed she she will be to it because you know if you look more into it, like Jeanette McCurdy does not sound like she wants anything to do with acting. Because like like she said, she gave up on it acting a few years ago. So you know who knows what she might do. Uh, well, well, I I can't. That's kind of hard to say, but it I have to say it won't be the, it won't be the same without Jeanette McCurdy. But I, excuse my friend; he's currently blowing his brains out. Hey, I do. So hey, I I, dude, I'm doing saying. it away from the mic so you don't have so you don't hear it. Jeez, you don't have to. Saying, like I was saying, Tommy, you gotta say it won't be the same without Jeanette McCurdy, since most of the core cast is returning for this reboot. But at least her character got a, at least a good, good send off. A good since she got her own spin off after I Carly ended. Yeah, which was short lived because she had her own uh, feud with Ariana Grande. But that's besides the point. Gotta, at least we're going to have an explanation about where Sam's character is, right? Yeah. Well, I guess. Um, or they have to come up with one at least. All right. So, uh, thank you all so much for watching the, our show for listening to the show it's been a fun ride today and uh we'll have plenty of stories for you next week so we'll see you all later